Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. A couple of days after Roma finally break this losing streak of terrible form that they've had entering the new year as they defeat Lecce. 4-0. to zero. Um, Andy, we can get to the Europa League in a moment, but just real quick after this one, are you confident this is the the snapping of their just terrible form, terrible luck, lack of confidence, or is this just a one-off? Um, part of me thinks it's just a one-off, but we have to realize, I mean, this Lecce is actually pretty good this season. Yeah, I mean, this Lecce, uh, if I'm not mistaken, won against uh, Napoli. Um, they they grabbed results against Milan and Inter, so you know and this, Juve. Is, this was they drew with Juve. That's right. See, I mean, it's it, it, this was you know these are tricky games and they can go either really well or really poorly. Um, I mean, our first game against Lecce wasn't the easiest of games. That's when uh, uh, Kolarov uh, saw his penalty saved. Um, and there was a, a terrible refereeing decision. Uh, yeah, with the handball. Then. Yeah, exactly. Which is still one of the worst mistakes this year. But anyway, this wasn't an easy game at all. And um, so I'm not gonna say that it's it's a one off. I'm going to say that this is a nice starting point, considering that the Ghent game was really frustrating and. It just was the same old Roma that actually managed to get lucky and and grab a win, even though the opponent dominated the whole second half. Um, yeah, I mean, th- this is uh, you know we have a stretch of games that allows us to to pick ourselves up. This is where we can sort of get back into it and set the tone for the rest of the season. If we are a smart team, and you know if the players are up to it against Lecce. They showed up. We're still shaky. Defense-wise, we need to do better. Um, Smalling was really the only highlight, and man, was he good. Uh, But otherwise, that's, you know, we still need to address that. I was glad to see a midfield that that seemed to be working. Um, I was glad to see wingers that looked threatening for the first time in a while. Um, and finally, Jekyll looked like he had the kind of support he wants and the kind of support he needs to play his game. So uh, are the next games, uh, you know, the next games are supposed to be uh, sort of a template for what Roma needs to carry on for the rest of this season. This this should be the standard, the Lecce game. And I think we needed a clean sheet and even even more so we needed, you know, a lot of goals because this team lacked confidence uh, scoring-wise. All right, so you just mentioned wingers who haven't shown up in some time. I can't think of a better way to describe Jengis Under, right? I, I mean, if he plays like that all the time, uh, he's such a different player. But the problem is he doesn't play like that all the time. <laughs> it sounds like we, we make these sort of arguments for every single player at Roma this season. Like, oh, if Pellegrini could just play the way he did, you know, or Mkhitaryan, even even Mkhitaryan in this game, Lecce game, was easily his best performance in our shirt. And I see a lot of people being, oh, should we, you know, should we buy him back? Should, should we keep him? Uh, is, you know, is... Is this it? Is is he the solution to all our problems? Uh, this, you know, uh, we have a lot of players that <laughs> seem to be 
one game they're doing great and then the next five they're out of it and I just want to see some consistency I expect players like Mikitarian or Under to play with consistency because really I, I saw more consistency from Carles Perez uh, so far than from either uh, uh, Cengiz or Mikitarian this season well in fairness I think Mikitarian say I I'll disagree with you on Mkhitaryan. I, I, I think his problems okay. have been more so injury, right? I, I mean, he's missed For several sure. matches. If you look at the league, I think he's up to, is it 12 or 13 appearances, five goals, two assists? Yeah, yes, five five goals, 12 appearances, yeah. I mean, there's no arguing that. If you compare that to any other winger, I, I mean, he's... There isn't. No, I I agree. But in this game, in this Lecce game, you could actually see him play a role. I mean, he was leading the counterattack. He was... He, he put in work defensively when Kolarov was struggling. Um, it, it You know, it, it looked a lot like we had El Sharawi back in this game because of all the work that he did. Um, he basically was like an additional midfielder at a certain point in this game. So that's what I'm talking about is that in a lot of games, even though he scored, even though he may have had flashes of, of good moments, uh, mostly he, he was hard to find in the pitch. And, and this time he was one of the sort of leading players along with Jeko, along with Smalling. So... It's it's good that some veterans have shown up. All right, so the bright spot was Mkhitaryan. Um Perez is a guy I've been raving over. I I, I love I, I love everything about him. I think he has a technical <laughs> ability that oh yeah, I know. Um I think he has a technical ability that I think he's been lacking. I, I think he has just about everything you would want in a modern winger. Um so there were certainly some highlights. I, I want to talk about yeah. Kolodov, though. Yeah. Do you, is this guy finished? Can we? Am I allowed to ask that? Is he finished? Because it looks like it, man. He looks holy. I, I mean, the guy, the poor guy, looks like he's running with weights on his ankles. I, I mean, he barely yeah, moves. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I listen. Um, I, I, I dislike the this atmosphere. I mean, as soon as somebody booed him or you know whistled at him uh, today, I saw like three articles about how the fan base breaks off with color off and blah blah blah. I, I think this is he can still be a player of some use but uh, sometimes seeing him struggle even against these minor sides and and uh, you know getting caught off guard and and really just not there defensively which he never was but now he's really struggling now it's starting to show up that um he has those flashes of brilliance, like the goal, uh, because the way he sprinted to get that goal is classic color off. But there is just so much uncertainty when when he's on the pitch, and and you know we need to look defensively solid. That I think putting him against Ghent in in an away game in a crucial game, it, it's risky. Um, so I I really could, I, I don't know if if he's finished. But, you know, it's certainly not an option for next year. And I, I pray to God that that's not being taken into consideration on the, on the board's part. Yeah, I mean, they renewed his contract, so he has one more season left. It's difficult for me to imagine that he would even go to a, a lesser foreign league because it, it just it looks like his legs are gone. Now, I blame Roma for some of that because... I mean, why is he playing multiple matches per week? Why is Spinazzola not being 
given time. Right, but left. but but this time, well, well, you know what? I mean, Spinazzola has has played his fair share since that deal was off. So I think now Kolarov is actually playing less than he used to. He had that stretch of I think two games where he was benched. So uh, I think that's that's changing, but it's still frustrating to see him play such a you know, a very important role as a veteran out there and when especially when the team is is struggling. And, you know, this this backline even against Lecce had problems. He was one of the players that w- I mean Bruno Perez did better than him defensively, <laughs> even even after committing a fatal mistake that, you know, j- only smalling this season could have saved that situation. Um so Kolarov definitely is not a player that you can count on in in these particular moments at this stage. Yeah, Perez, man. I oh. can we for, wait, wait, John? Can we make a distinction between how we pronounce the names? Because I got mistaken. I think on 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 the Serie A show also you got somebody got mistaken when we were talking about Perez. Yeah, and, Perez. and I was a smart. Yeah, <laughs> should I? Do we have to do it? How the Spanish? How they say it? Perez. How they don't Perez? even print. Yeah, Perez. Perez. Yeah. Perez. Perez. I'll just say Bruno. Yeah. How about that? Bruno and Carles. Yeah. Okay. So the thing with. Okay. So when Bruno came back, I have to be <laughs> honest with you. I expected little to nothing. Yeah. I have to tell you, though, I'm absolutely shocked that Fonseca is using him is as as much yeah. as he yeah. is, right? I mean, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's like a you know, it's like a cartoon, you know. Nobody even the fans, you know, the chants are there because nobody expected this. I remember the, you know, what 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 Roma fans said about Bruno Perez when he was still here before. Um now that he's back, it's 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 surreal, you know, because he's such a caricature. He's not he can't be taken seriously after those 2 years with us. Um it, but but you know what I mean he Fonseca's given him his chance and yes he's gonna make the eventual mistakes and yes they almost cost us uh, against Lecce but overall he did what he was asked to do um, Vertu helped him out on that right flank could could he be of any use I think yes yeah and. <sighs> Listen, part of me thinks that it's sort of Fonseca giving a metaphorical middle finger, I guess you could say, to Petraki for not getting in a proper name. Now, in another three weeks, Zappacosta will be back. So maybe maybe in Fonseca's mind, this uh, Bruno was the Band-Aid until Zappacosta returns. I don't know. I'm just speculating. But... Man, it's so weird because I thought this season Santon has done pretty well. On the right, I don't think Spinazzola has been good. Um, I think he's far better on the left. It's just interesting <laughs> that this guy who couldn't find time in Brazil, he, his loan, I mean, he was sent on loan to a like a, a, a city of B-side in Brazil. Yeah, he, he had some problems in the locker room. Yeah. Um... I mean, he he said himself he wasn't really right in the head. He came back. Now he's finally, you know, he says he figured him, things out. Obviously, this is not, a, you know, this is definitely not a long-term option. He's he's gone after this season. Um, and I'm pretty sure that against Ghent or Cagliari, we were going to see the partnership of uh, Spinazzola and Santon. 
because it seems like Santon is still the preferred option up there. So it, it, it's just a it's a it's a very surreal thing to have him back there, and um, he he actually didn't do a, so much damage as expected. Um, but it's still that's you know the the idea, the sole idea that we're even discussing who's better on the right between him and Santon. That tells you everything yeah, you need to know about that position in, in, in at Roma in all those years. Because left back, you were fine. You know, you 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 had uh, sometimes you had Maicon, then you had Digne, uh, then you had Palmieri, then you had Kolarov. So uh, you know that's the left the 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 left back position hasn't been that much of an issue. Now you even have Spinazzola. You can play him there. The right. You know, if you look at the list of right backs, man, oh man. Well, let's talk about because it, it over the last forty-eight hours, Fonseca has given an interview on it, and then uh, Smalling has spoken about it. Mkhitaryan has spoken about it. What do you make of these two? Because they're on a dry loan. They obviously play pretty big roles within the team. Uh, Roma obviously don't have any options to buy on either of them. Do you keep them both? I think. Uh, Part of me thinks you almost have to, um, depending on price. Now, age-wise, that's maybe a bit of a concern, depending on what the price would be to keep them here permanently. But are you open to keeping them, knowing that if you potentially do a deal to keep them here permanently, you're probably going to be limited on what you can do elsewhere? You know, uh, I, this is. I, I think this is such a complex question at this at this point. It, depending on what the future brings and how we decide to to move, I think a deal like getting Smalling can be either fantastic or it can be a big problem going long term. Um, because on one hand, you know, you you see that you've invested in Mancini. And he's been delivering, you know. Okay, he's he's had some ups and downs in these recent games, mostly downs. But he, I think he's still he has still been very good this season. Um, really, not that big of a drop off, you know, with 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 Manolas and so on. Um, but then you also invest in this Ibanez kid, which you know I I have no idea what he's all about. Um, I can't say I've seen him play, but you made that. You, you you made that deal and you know you Petraki doesn't seem to be one of those people like Monchi who says you know we believe in him and then boom that's that's not the case I, so I expect Ibanez to to have some role there and you have Setin who Fonseca also you know Fonseca was the one who sort of stood in the way of 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 Setin going to either Verona or I think Lecce um so you know what's you you have to I think uh, figure out the future and the present, and I think Smalling is great for the present, but at this time at this point in his in his career, what what can he bring you in the future? What can he help you achieve in the future? Um, and and Mikitarian, I I re I you know as to Mikitarian, I can see Smalling staying here. I can't see Mikitarian. I don't know oh, about man. you. I just don't. I don't see how that play, you know, he can have as many goals as he likes. But You're saying from a deal standpoint or you're saying you personally? I'm I'm no, I'm just saying I don't I don't expect him to 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 remain here. Uh I just don't see it happening. I don't see Roma investing in in that in in that specific winger. Um 
I think. I see. Yeah, I mean, I think Mkhitaryan, a deal for him is much more complicated than one for Smalling, right? For sure. Yeah, and uh, you know, if if I, it just from the get go, I had the feeling that Mkhitaryan is one of it's too many injuries, um, and I just don't think that he's the the player that can can help you in the future. Um, I just don't see it. I don't. I don't think he's. I I see Smalling being an option. I don't see Mkhitaryan being an option, even though I like the guy and. I, I think he's an incredible player. It's just that I don't I don't see him playing a part of this team going forward. It, it's interesting because it's very clear that Fonseca rates both. It's obvious. Yeah. Mkhitaryan. They're veterans. Quality. Well, see, I, I think, and <laughs> there was a very heated debate on Twitter about this. Okay, so admittedly, when I see a player who can speak Italian very quickly, I tend to fall yeah. in love with them and admire them. <laughs> Um, okay. Because I think we've seen the opposite of that. I mean, Clivert and Under, they still require translators when they go in the mix zone. They can't. Yeah. I mean, Clivert is a little ahead of Under, which says a lot about Under. But I don't know. I I think his professionalism, Mkhitaryan, his maturity. I just go back to that clip where he recovers that ball against Lecce, carries it forward. Jekyll is in front of him in an offside position. He intentionally waits for Under to make the run, and he delivers an, I, I mean, a millimeter yeah. perfect pass for him, and yeah. Under scores a goal against Lecce. And he made the number of, of those plays in that Lecce game. Yeah. That wasn't the only See, one. See, for me, though, uh, Pellegrini doesn't do that. He's not capable of that. He does not have that level of maturity. He doesn't have that level of footballing IQ. Part of me actually thinks that if you were to make a deal for one of the two— you can make the case either way, but I'm at least open to saying, okay, if I only had to keep one of the two, I would actually be more open to keeping Mkhitaryan because I, I think for sure Under will leave. I think for sure Diego Peralti in the summer will leave. I think you need somebody like him in the attack who has that character, that maturity, that technical ability. I mean, who who else has that? I I don't see it. I understand. No, I I I, de- I definitely understand. It's just that you're you're talking about a player who plays maybe three to four games and then he's out. And yeah, then the injuries you can't argue with. A, yeah, a month or two, and that's that's really been his problem because at Arsenal they still liked him. It, it he still he still was quality. It's just that they couldn't stomach all the injuries that he had, and it, here it's it's been very similar because he's he's given you some quality performances. Then he goes missing because he's injured. Then he comes back, has little impact. Then finally starts producing, and then back into the uh, the injury room again. And so, I think that's that's mainly the problem. While Smalling, he's always been there. He 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 hasn't made too many blunders. Um, he's a leader back there. So, and also you know, looking at what what this decision making has been into that winger position, we've seen you know Clivert. Uh, Cengiz, now Perez, uh, Carles. Uh, <laughs> you've seen young players come in, so I'm not saying I, I. I just don't see Roma suddenly, you know, veering off and and going into a different direction. Because let's remember, Mkhitaryan was a last minute deal. Yep. Um, 
it, it wasn't at all planned. Uh, so that's that's what sort of makes me scratch my head. Is that is that a direction that Roma want to keep going in? So investing, you know, in kids like uh, Cengiz or maybe kids like Clivert, so who are already a bit famous, got some glamour to them, and you know, see what happens. Or do you really go into a completely different direction and you know, focus on somebody who's got more experience behind his belt? I I don't know. I think I definitely get what you're saying. Because you need that professionalism, and let's remember, Karsdorp spent two years here, learning learning Italian uh, every day apparently, and he still was doing interviews in English. So um, that's that's all you need to know. Well, and Mkhitaryan is thirty one years old. Uh, he, well, now he just turned thirty one. Smalling is thirty. He'll be turning thirty one in November. So obviously age is not on their side. I, I just feel like he brings something that Roma don't have. And and yeah, I, I, I can't imagine what Arsenal would ask in terms of a fee. I, I can't even venture to guess, but... I, yeah, I mean, you know, Mkhitaryan is a winner. And he's that sort that type of player like, uh, say, Duqueta, who also was a winner, was world class at a point in his career. Uh, and and grossly underrated when he was at Roma. I loved him. Oh man, loved him. So so good, so good. Um, okay. Well, very briefly before we go, then the second leg against Ghent. Now, (laughs) some would argue that the first leg went maybe according to plan. In my opinion, (laughs) I thought they were lucky to win that one to zero. (laughs) Yeah, I thought very lucky. What are you expecting? Do they win? Do they do they do they advance? I say that they do advance um, because I would be so disappointed if they they if they if they wouldn't advance um, because I just don't see a point in you know dropping out to focus on the league. That's bullshit. At this point in time, you know, with all the bad performances that we've seen. We, we can't really say if they were to drop out, there's definitely no way that's part of a bigger scheme. That's just Roma not being able to pick themselves up. So this has to be a win. And I feel like this will be a win because this is really this is the stretch of games that you need. You know, you need you need Ghent, you need Cagliari, you need eventually Sampdoria. Um, these must be wins. There is no advancing to the Champions League if if you don't get if you don't get these wins. You still have something to play for in terms of Europa League. Don't please don't drop out against the Belgian side. Don't do that. We you know we've suffered enough. So I I say they advance and I I say that they carry on uh, that that performance from Lecce. You know maybe maybe play a, a bit riskier. Um, Definitely not get dominated like they did in the second half. That's not what you want to see, especially away. I agree. I do think they advance. I do think they win. And I don't think it'll be easy, but I do think there will at least be some carryover from the match against Lecce. So uh, we'll be back later in the week after the second leg match against Ghent, where hopefully Roma advance. So uh, as always, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you in a few days. Ciao. Ciao.